we allow business leaders to dictate things based on who they like, who they golfed with the last weekend and things like that. When it should be who is doing the work and who is a benefit to our work environment and our culture. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. A good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to We Are Only Human. I hope you're excited for the new year and what it will bring. It is my personal wish for you that 2021 is your best year yet. So many good things are going on. I know it's been a hard last 12 months for many of us, uh, me included, but I'm optimistic. I'm excited. I'm hopeful for the coming year. So many good things going on over here. Just had a recent refresh on the Lighthouse Research and Advisory website, our, our brand and everything, updating there. So excited for that. We just announced tickets for the upcoming Learning Reimagined Summit that's going to happen in March. I'll get the links in the show notes if you want to check that out. If you are you care about learning, talent development, skills, those kinds of things, that is going to be incredible. That's what I'll say for now. More on that probably as we go through the year. This year, we're going to continue the consistency on the podcast, publishing once a week or more, and bringing you thought-provoking insights and ideas that help all of us to do and be better. Yes, all of us, including me, because I learn something every time I record a show as well, including today's guest. So we're also looking, one thing, just a heads up here behind the scenes, look at what's going on. We're looking at reposting our HR Tech Talks episodes to the podcast, the live stream show. So if you don't listen to that, if you've never seen it, you don't even know about it potentially. HR Tech Talks is a live stream show that I run on Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time. It's streamed at LinkedIn and YouTube. It's a 30-minute show. And I talk to different providers in the technology space about what, they're, what they do, how they serve the, the audience, how they serve the market, how they take care of people, case studies, interesting trends. It's just an interesting dynamic. If you like the podcast, it's the same kind of feel there. So what I'm trying to do, because it's so similar, is I'm trying to bring those episodes over into the podcast stream. So if you're like me and you like podcasts, you prefer that kind of format because you can consume it when and where and how you need to, that would help you to access those episodes here on the feed, just like a regular episode. Recently, I was a guest uh, in other news. Recently, I was a guest on the Paychecks HR podcast, and we talked about business agility, HR technology, those kinds of things. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check that episode out. It was a just a fun conversation with, with the team over there. They're doing good stuff, and it was it's fun just to, to dive in there. And it's honestly, it's different being a guest on a show than being the host on a show. So I get to have a little more fun, get to play it a little bit more, get to talk a little bit more. And so anyway, good stuff. If you are new here and you're listening, you're like, goodness, what's going on here? The majority of our shows are guest focused. We bring in these people. We have great interviews. Some of them focus on HR technology because that's an area that I, I spend my days researching, looking at, connecting into. Other episodes are focused on research. We do a ton of research at Lighthouse looking at trends, and we're going to be doing a lot more this year. Last year, with everything going on, we slowed some of our research down because it was a moving target as to what we needed day to day, but we're going to be doing more of that. 
and other episodes are on case studies and examples in the trenches how to tackle the things that we're dealing with and so today's conversation is actually a fun discussion with Carla Patton I had the chance to meet her last year virtually and my fingers are crossed over here we're gonna meet in person one day I cannot wait because she's just two hours up the road from me so very close geographically and she and I are very close in terms of just the spirit we have so you'll hear the conversation today in today's discussion we'll be talking about things like mediocrity at work and why we allow it why we let our leaders be mediocre we're gonna talk about building a personal brand for yourself and how to use that to expand your career opportunities we're gonna talk about Carla's unique an interesting journey into HR and some other things we're going to sprinkle in there some good ideas some good tips some good quotable quotes things like that so I can't wait for you to hear the conversation today we're going to go ahead and dive in and get on with the show hey everyone welcome to we're only human I am Ben Eubanks your host and I am so honored to have you here with me I am excited for today's conversation it's been a long time coming this may have the record for the most, most reschedules to get us on the calendar to talk together <laughs> but it's going to be worth it totally i know it so today i have carla patton with me today we're going to talk about goodness her journey into hr we're going to talk about why we settle for mediocrity we're going to talk about a lot of different things that i think all of us can relate to carla welcome to the show thank you so much ben for having me i'm super excited to be here i, I am thrilled to have you again i you are you're a shining light. You're, you have a wonderful heart. And I just, I can't wait to dive into discussion with you. But before we get into all the, the nerdy HR stuff that we love, will you take a minute and tell the audience who you are and what you do? My name is Carla Patton. I am an HR professional. I've been in HR for 17 years, since 2003. It's been a long time coming. I actually started from the bottom as an HR coordinator and all the way progressing to HR generalist, HR supervisor, HR manager, also the co-owner of the Career Salon LLC. It's a business with my twin sister, who's also in HR. And we do workshops, we do uh, private consulting, and we also have a large social media platform where we give people tips on careers and different things like that so we just love it we had to moonlight it and do something after work <laughs> that, hey that's when you're when your enthusiasm spills over into other areas like that you're like i've got to find another place because i'm so right. excited about this that's not a bad thing that's nothing <laughs> to apologize for right that's that's something that we're all proud of yes um, I, I talk to a lot of people, you, you said you do things, career advice, things like that. I talk to a lot of people who are trying to get into HR. And one of the things I always tell them is of, of everything that I was looking for when I was hiring, I want to see someone that has some passion, some enthusiasm, right. some excitement about this. Don't tell me, yeah. oh, I, I just want to do this job. I, I care about people. Like, no, tell me, tell me you're excited about this and you can't right. wait for the day to start. That's the conversation I want to have. Exactly. And that's, how I got started in HR, actually, because my undergraduate degree is in business information systems. And so I graduated right after 9-11 happened with the Twin Towers. And I thought I had a job with IBM. That didn't work out because everybody had a hiring freeze. And so I took a job at a department store selling shoes. And it was this lady, she kept coming in and she became my shoe client. Every month she would come to me and buy shoes. I would help her out. I would think of shoes when they came in. I'm like, this would be cute for her. And I would sit it to the side until the next time she came in. And so one day I think we had interacted for about nine months and she was like, do you want to do this long-term? And I say, oh God, no, I'm really trying to get into my IT career. I've been applying, but it's been a hard road. 
And she said, I really think you'll be good in HR. And I was like, HR, are you serious? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you have good customer service skills. You're consistent. I love interacting with you and I think you would be great for it. And I have an opportunity. I'm the VP of HR for a pharmaceutical company. And so she took me in, I applied, I interviewed with the rest of her team and the rest is history. So when you talk about passion and it, it's all about knowing who you are and having a personal brand. So even though I wasn't in HR, I still had a personal brand. Me being consistent and being social, serving others, having a mind of customer service got me into HR and got me to the place I am now. And so I hold fast to those principles. My dad always taught me, if you're going to be the janitor, be the best darn janitor they've ever seen. So even if you're not in HR right now, do the best you can at what you're doing. And people will see that. Be great where you are. Right. Yes. So how fun is that story that you were going to be in IT, a little, little step away from that now. You had the opportunity to serve someone and by being excellent at that, that led to this career that you've, you know, many years now, you love it. You've really fit in life. We're glad to have you, honestly. <laughs> IT folks, I don't know how well you would have fit in over there, but we love you here. So yeah. For someone out there listening in, maybe they're early, early in their career, or they're thinking about taking a step to another role. You talked about, right, the service piece, really having a, mm -hmm. a, a servant's heart to just, yeah. just want to help other people. We talked about the enthusiasm piece. Any other tips for someone that's thinking about that? Because I know, again, you focus on career tips broadly, but I'd love for you to talk to someone who is maybe where you were all those years ago and thinking about how to make themselves stand out. One thing is don't be afraid to reach out and get advice from other senior level professionals, get a mentor, someone that can help you along your journey and you can bounce questions off of. And another thing is do the work. If you're trying to pivot into HR or to another industry, do the work that you can do to prepare yourself. So when, early on in my career, I had an IT background. I didn't have an HR background, but when I got into HR and I really loved it, I was like, let me do the work to say, look, I have the credentials. So I went back, I got my MBA in, in human resource management. I also, I've been a certified professional since 2008 and I continue to uphold that, keep my credits. I joined, joined SHRM and the, my local SHRM chapter. So I continue to interact with professionals in the industry and also keep well-versed in what I'm doing so I can know what I'm talking about. People just don't want your passion. They want to know that you can do what you say you can do and that you actually know what you're talking about. So know what you're talking about. I love that. There was a, I remember years ago that it's not a phrase that I'm familiar with, but it's, it's know your onions. It's like a, yeah. a British thing or whatever, but I had, I run across this quote from the director of HR for Heathrow airport over in, over in London. And she said, when it comes down to it, if I had to give one piece of advice to people to be great at HR, mm -hmm. it's know your stuff. Yes. Because right? anything else you do can't, can't eclipse that. It can't, you can't get around not knowing how to do the things that we need to do to get our work done. All the other yeah. things are, are add-ons beyond that. So I'm glad you, you pointed those pieces out there. It's critical. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I had a chance recently. I didn't even know, again, you and I have, have only known each other for a few months. Yeah. But 
I ran across some writing that you had done. And mm-hmm. I'd love to talk about that a little bit and dig into it because you had written about mediocrity. I'd love mm-hmm. to know what spurred that. And also to talk through the conversation there because I'm thinking about this through a total of perspectives. Number one, you talked about I'm helping people that are thinking about getting work, think about the personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. And my personal brand is mediocrity, doesn't shine a light for any employer that wants to hire them. Right. But also from the perspective of us as HR leaders, like we sometimes settle for, they didn't give me, let me get in the driver's seat. So I guess I'll just hop in the back and, and we'll go from there. And we're missing right. a chance to really have an impact. But talk about like what spurred that, why in the world did you take on the topic of mediocrity? And we can kick that around a little bit. I think what spurred it is because all the years of being in HR with my friends and colleagues venting about their managers or different managers that they have observed in their work environments, not knowing their jobs, berating other people in the department, giving negative feedback, but they don't know how to do their job. So like, how are you going to give me feedback? And just the way that companies tolerate mediocrity in a workplace and they continue to promote those people even though it's very costly to culture costly in your bottom line to maintain that type of environment where you're okay with that and so that's what spurred it and I wanted to talk about it it was like the elephant in the room I thought because we're talking about it behind other people's back inventing to our friends about these mediocre people in our workplaces. But as HR professionals, we don't put it out there on the table and say, you know what? Why are we promoting this um, this person? They're mediocre. Like I'm not even a developer and I know (laughs) this person is mediocre. We allow business operations to dictate things based on who they like, who they golfed with the last weekend and things like that when it should be who is doing the work who is putting up premium quality work and who is a benefit to our work environment and our culture and I don't think businesses invest enough time in figuring that out and also going through that and weeding out those people because mediocrity it doesn't even it's not even below average. It's something you can't describe. It even, it's not, I saw one definition that says it isn't even, it's not great. It's not poor. It's not average. So, so you're, you can't even be average. That's a problem. That's a problem. Good is the enemy of great. Right? <laughs> Just okay. No one wakes up in the morning. I hope not. If someone listens to this and you said, I woke up this morning saying, I hope I'm just okay today. Let's have a, let's have a talk. I'll hook you up with Carla. She'll have a talk with you. She'll fire you up. But we don't wake up saying, how can I just be mediocre today? And so I, I feel like we fall into that. There, there are traps. We, we just get hung up in a rut. I don't know what it is, but there's two things popped out as you're saying that number one, why in the world do we promote people? because they've been there and not because they are going to make good leaders. That is one of the, the, the cardinal sins of every company I've ever worked for is, okay, this person's been here for a period of time. So we'll make him or we'll make her a leader over other people, even though they were good at their job and some are going right. to promote them into something that they might be really a bad fit for. And I think a, a lot of businesses are passive aggressive. Like they don't want to have crucial conversations with people. Oh, you've been here 20 years. So I don't owe you a good 
feedback conversation that can raise the bar and raise the standard for you to be better than you've been for the last 20 years. I owe you loyalty instead of leadership and guidance. And I think we get caught up on that. And it's really a disservice to the whole company. And I want to point out there's two type of uh, mediocre behaviors that we tolerate. One is the basic mediocrity theory of this person either needs raised standards or they just don't feel like being more or they're just satisfied because they have a job and nobody's saying something to them. So we have that person. And then we have the other person, which I call privileged mediocrity. And that's for the majority in demographics where I don't have to be more because I just don't have to. I have the privilege of not doing anything and I still get promoted or I still get these opportunities that other people are waiting in line that are qualified to get just because of what I look like. Benefit by, benefit by default instead of benefit yeah. by merit. Yeah. One of the things that I've, one of the, the tools that I've heard heard about over the years, and I actually wrote about this probably five, seven years ago. It's, it's been quite some time. I need to refine that out and dust it off again because it's one of those that it's a good exercise for us all to think about. But as you're talking, I'm actually picturing some people in my head from different companies I've worked for in the past. I don't know if you're doing that when you're saying this, but oh, yes. I, I'm picturing some people in my head. And for those listening in, you might be doing the same thing. And this exercise I heard years ago, they said, okay, take imagine you have a red button in front of you and you could push that button right now. And that person you're thinking of, that's a pain in the rear that doesn't ever pull their weight, that is just hanging around to get a paycheck and they don't want to contribute anything more. You've given them opportunities. They're not going to do that. If you could push that button and replace them with someone who cared, who was performing, who's excited to come to work, would you push that button? And if you would, then you should find another, find a replacement for that person today. Don't hang on till tomorrow. Cause every day you do that, you're making the decision to hire that that person who doesn't care all over again by not finding another person to do that. Yeah. And sometimes it just comes down to communication. Some people are mediocre because they don't have a leader to step up and have conversations with them. So you want to figure out what the root cause of the issue is, but a lot of leaders, they either don't have time. They either think that's not my role. They should be ready to go and doing what I expect them to do. They may not know how, so there are some people are mediocre because they really don't know. And that is the fault of the leader. You should be able to trust the hired talent. And if they come in and they're not living up to your expectations of what you hired them for, have a conversation and see that see a good way to balance that out and try to raise the standard and make them better. So you always have an opportunity to create a better work environment for that person and for the team that's around them. Raise the standard, don't lower the bar, right? Yep. There's mm -hmm. a there's a, a, a book, and I can't remember what the book is, but I'll remember the, the idea behind the, one of the key ideas in there. They talk about these researchers did this experiment where they had a teacher grade some students' papers. And some of them, they got back that said, Carla, this is your grade. And others like would get a one back. What's your sister's name again? Camille. Camille. And it would say, Camille, this is your grade. I believe in you. I know you can do better. Mm -hmm. And the, all of the students got a chance to redo their work and turn it back in for another grade. And the people who were in that second group who got the thing that said, 
I know you can do better. I believe in you. It's just a note. It's not anything else. It's what's even like verbal. It's just a written note. Those students were more likely to turn it back in and more likely to get a higher grade than the group who just said, ah, here's your grade. And so that's a chance, like you're saying there, for those leaders to say, I have high expectations of you. I know you can do this. I believe in you. How can I help you? Instead of just assuming that person is, is stuck where they are and they are, are literally stuck there and they can't get anywhere. They're never going to get better. They're not, never going to move. That needle's just pegged and it's not going to go anywhere from there. Absolutely. So if someone's listening, you've got some amazing experience in this space. Obviously, you've got the passion. What advice would you give someone that wants to be successful long term in in our field in recruiting, talent, HR, kind of rolling that all together? We talked about some of those things already. If you want to reiterate those, that's fine. Like recap those or if there's something else like a secret tip from Carly you didn't share earlier. If there's one of those as well. I just love to hear from you. I'm always collecting those things because inevitably one of them surprises or shocks me. Everybody has a perspective and you have such a really cool story that I'd love to hear from you. What things does it take to be effective in this role? I think still going back to building your personal brand. I know when people think about personal brand, they often think of something or building a brand. They think of something external to them. Like my company I work for is a brand. I'm not a brand. But when you actually think about it, you have a brand whether you want to or not. When you open your mouth, you're selling yourself. The work that you produce or how you perform is a part of your brand. And I want to say that building that, cultivating your own personal brand follows you. And I think a key to my success in this realm is some people get into jobs like this because, oh, HR is seen, they hold the key, they have all the information on employees, they know the inside scoop and all of that. But it's more than just that. It's the work, we. this is a service industry. So the work we do affects people's lives. We have to build trust with employees and leaders across the whole organization. And I think one thing that's benefited me is people know that when they ask me something, I'm going to do it and it's going to be done. So if you look, my personal brand follows me from the day I started HR to today. So you can interview anybody that I've worked with. They can say a lot of things about me, but what they can't say is Carla didn't finish this or Carla did this wrong or Carla was a low performer. They can't say that. And so I think your work should speak for yourself and it should be consistent. People like when you're the go-to person, especially in HR, they need to, I have a rule. If you contact me, I'm going to contact you. I'm going to reply within 24 hours. Nobody told me to do that. That is just something that I have with my personal brand. It's just a belief, a core value that I have within myself because I want the same thing. If I contact someone that's supposed to be helping me have a better work experience and you reply in three days, I'm already frustrated. <laughs> do the work. Do it consistently, work hard, let your personal brand develop and let it follow you. Let it be a thread through your career. So if anybody, because no one can refute when you're good. Like I said, people can say a lot of things about me, but what they can't say is I don't do my job. So do your job, do the work and have a personal brand. 
Wonderful. I love that. Actions speak louder than words, right? That really oh, paints they that sure picture. Do. That really paints mm-hmm. that picture when you're serving, you're excellent in your work, you're hitting the things you need to hit that people can see that and that better than all the headlines on LinkedIn and all the other fun things you could do. It's just be great. And that will follow yes. there. That will yes. follow. Wonderful. This has been such a fun conversation, Carla. I appreciate you. I appreciate your perspective. If someone is listening, wants to know more about Carla, wants to know about what's going on in your world, how they can mm-hmm. support you, what's the best way to do that? Well, I am on LinkedIn as Carla H. Patton, and you can follow me. I would love to connect with anyone, love to have a conversation if you're open to it. Like I said, I also have my own business with my twin sister. We call ourselves the HR Twins. It's called the Career Salon LLC. We have a podcast streaming on all major platforms, Spotify. By Google, Apple. We're on Instagram. We have two Facebook shows that usually come on Fridays. And so we're on Facebook at the Career Salon LLC. We have a website where we post a blog and that's www.thecareersalon.com. I would love to see you on there. We love to receive feedback. So if you want to email us anything that you're interested in, just let us know. Wonderful. That is great. I'm going to make sure and get those links in the show notes. So we'll collect all those after we're done here, because I think that's people want to connect, want to hear more Carla. And <laughs> they're like me, they're probably curious to hear the, the Camille side too, and hear how. Oh, yes. How the, so I've got to ask you a question before we wrap up here. Okay. okay. And don't hold this against me. This is my wife's fault. So we have twins. They're our oldest uh-huh. kids, our oldest girls. And whenever we meet someone who's in a twin, that's an adult, she said, she always asked them, are you the good twin or the evil twin so which one are you depends on what day (laughs) i love that that is a great answer and have to teach our girls to 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 say that one when they get that asked that if they're older oh goodness wonderful hey thanks for obliging me i I had to throw that out there i I had forgotten about the the twin piece of that until you mentioned like hr twins oh yes like they're not just sisters they're twins that's that is so fun and you both ended up in the hr space too that's what's really fun about that yeah, she's in talent acquisition. So I always get onto her about you recruiters are bad. <laughs> so okay. we're always bantering back and forth. So listen to our podcast. You'll hear a lot of that. Okay, wonderful. Carla, <laughs> thank you again for your time today. I appreciate you. I know the audience appreciates getting a, a peek inside, inside your world, what's going on and, and your perspective on things. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. <laughs> to everybody else, thank you for joining us. And we're only human. Hang tight and we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com. Music